Hi guys, happy podcast day. I was actually super excited to record today. I don't know why. Yesterday I was having a very good day and today I'm feeling a little anxious, a little overwhelmed, but that's why I talk about my feelings and that's why I freaking have a podcast so that I can relieve like I don't know, like say everything that I have in my mind, which is amazing. I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm always saying the same, but it's because it's true and I truly feel it. So we're going to go straight into the recap of this week. Um, Okay, so Saturday and Sunday actually were very, like we didn't do much. We stay at home pretty much all day and that's just because my mom decided to do a garage sale and the reason why she decided to do that was because finally my dad was going to be at home with us because if you didn't know he got fired on Tuesday last Tuesday and it was pretty overwhelming for our family and everything but I don't know we're just doing our best and the thing is that I feel a little hopeless and helpless and I, I I feel sad and I feel a little anxious and like I don't know how to help my dad because I see in his eyes how he's literally giving up on life like how he talks about life and what he says about life in general like he's always been a very positive guy a bit a very positive dad he's always telling me that everything will be okay encouraging me to get better to keep going keep going with my dreams with my goals and right now he's not doing the same he's he's really giving up on everything and it just really hurts me to see him like that he has many dreams like don't get me wrong he has a lot of dreams in his mind but the thing is that he's kind of hopeless he doesn't know how to get there so he gets very confused and this past week I've seen him struggling very badly with a lot of anxiety and overthinking about life in general and also if you didn't know already he has like three herniated discs on his back so he's in a lot of pain most of the time and it just really hurts me to see him like that because he's he has always been like super positive around life and literally everything so I'm just trying to be here for him and help him in any way I can he wants to make like a restaurant in the future with like the things that he can cook and he's very good at what he does but he doesn't know how to get there and we don't really have enough money you know to be able to invest in his business but we'll figure it out I know everything happens for a reason and maybe that wasn't the job that he was meant to be in and he will he will find something else or we will make our own business and I know that it will happen for sure and I just have a lot of hope for that other than that you guys I had my first chiropractor appointment which was amazing I'm so thankful I was able to go there let me tell you a little bit about that so on I think it was Wednesday I called in the morning and I was like okay I need an appointment and I called um like a different office that I saw online and they were gonna charge me like $50 no more than that more than that it was like $100 the first consultation and everything and 
well, like, I was like, okay, I accept that and I can do that. Like, I can totally do that. But it was a little bit far away from home. So then I went downstairs at my own gym and I saw that there was like a sign of like chiropractor in there. And I was like, I might take advantage of this because it's at my gym and it's easier for me to get here and people know me here. So it's like easier for me. So I went there and yeah, it turned out it was less than that. And the guy was very helpful with everything, with my treatment and everything. And I had my first consultation the same day and it was pretty incredible. Like I just felt so much relief on my back and my knee and my toe because I don't know how to explain my pain, but it's just like it's running through my whole right side from my back to from my upper back to literally my toe. Like it feels like it's burning, like it's numb and I feel like stitches in there. It just feels super weird. It feels like it gets cold sometimes and I didn't know what was going on. But finally, he gave me like a diagnosis. I do have piriformis syndrome and he's helping me so much with like different stretches and stuff like that. Today, I went again And in the morning, I was feeling a lot of pain. And I think that's why I was feeling super anxious and overwhelmed in the morning. I don't know if it correlates with that. But I feel like every time that I have a lot of pain, that I'm in a lot of pain, I struggle more mentally. So it really sucks with my mental health. And I told him that. I He follows me on Instagram now. And he's like, oh my God, I love your content and stuff like that. Like he's, he's very nice. And he told me that... Also, my muscles are very tense, so I'm very like stressed and contracted all the time. So that's why my pain keeps getting worse some days. And he also told me that, yes, of course, like the pain goes along with my mental health and that his goal with me is to be able to improve that so that my mental health obviously get, gets better. And what I like about him was that he's very holistic about his approach like he talked to me about how relationships stress and stuff like that really affect how you feel your body and the pain that you're feeling how it improves when you also improve your life and your mental health so like everything is connected and I really really love that approach that he took instead of like when I went to the doctor and he was just like hey Just take some pills for the pain and that's everything we can do because if not, you will have to go to get an MRI and that's very expensive, you guys. Like, I cannot do that. I don't have insurance, so it will be like a lot. But yeah, that's with that. I think that it will get better. Hopefully, it will get better in the next couple of days, but I'm very, very excited about that because I'm, I've been super happy about the consultations that I've been having lately. Um, other than that, I ate a lot of good food during the weekend. I feel very good. Um, I feel like whenever I'm with my family, I just feel so much better and it feels more peaceful. Like I am able to forget about my head and my thoughts and I distract myself with talking to my mom, to my dad, to my brother, watching movies, stuff like that. That I just find something else to do instead of like 
being on my own head. So on Saturday, we actually didn't want to cook anything after like being all day doing the garage sale and like having to clean everything up. So I was the one suggesting pizza for dinner and that's what we got. We got Hawaiian pizza and it was pretty good. It was so nice. I loved it. And we also watched the movie The Fall. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, it just came out on Redbox because it was in the cinema for a long time. And it was it was kind of weird. Like it was weird, I'm going to tell you. And if you have seen it, just tell me how you feel about the movie. It's called The Fall. Again, if you want to watch it. I give it a, I don't know, maybe like a 7 out of 10. I feel like movies were better when I was a kid. I don't know if that's me or that's the movie. Like, I don't know if movies if movies change or if I just grew up. Hopefully just the second one because I don't know what's going on, but movies don't hit the same as when I was a kid. Um, what else do I have to update you guys on? Well, like I told you yesterday, I had a very good day. I went to the gym in the morning and one of the ladies that worked there that I love her so much, she made my braids and we talked for a little bit. I don't know why she always helps me so much when she talks about life in general. She's of course older than me and she knows like so much about life. She have a struggle with mental health also and she just gives a very good insight on how she got better and all of that and she just inspires me so much and I really really like her so that was very nice I love talking to the people at the gym and just having more I don't know more relationship time with others instead of being on my own all the time so for this episode, I wanted to talk about my experience moving from an, for, from Colombia to the U.S. because some people, oh, a lot of people, a lot of girls have been asking me about making an episode on that and like how it was it because sometimes people see the U.S. as like the place to move, quote unquote, the best American dream, whatever. And that's what I felt when I was a kid and I would watch all the movies and I was like, oh my God, I'm very excited. I really want to move to the U.S. I don't want to live here anymore in Colombia. So I was very excited coming up and it was... um like not to discourage you but it was it was not what I expected it to be um but I ask you guys to ask me some questions so that I can have more of like a schedule kind of thing when I talk about stuff because I can be I can get very overwhelmed overwhelmed with what I talk about and I just go back and forth back and forth so I'll rather just answer some questions so we're gonna Give this a try. So let's do this. First question is, would you do it again moving to a different country? I think I would. I think I would. I think with my family, we do agree that life is too short to just stay in one place. And I cannot even imagine myself staying in Colombia for my whole life. Like I don't see how someone would like to be like if that's you then that's fine but for me I just don't don't see myself at, as staying in one same place for my whole life I feel like yeah life is too short to just meet 
one culture and see the same people every day and just not explore and see other countries and cultures and experience different types of living and I feel like you need to experience it all and if you're a city girl you would like to have some time in the country in the mountains in the beach and same with like the other way around if you live in Florida and you're always like you have always been near the beach it would be nice to change your environment for a little bit just if that's if if it's not to to make it better at least to appreciate what you already have because sometimes you you live close to the beach and you are super in your head like oh my god like I wish I could live in the city I'm so tired of living in the beach whatever if I will live in the city I will do x and x and then you go and experience the city and you kind of miss what you lost in the beach and the time that you spent at the beach or what you didn't do at the beach so we always want want what we don't have so it will be cool to just experience different stuff and see what you really like based on your experiences and based on I don't know different things it's just my opinion so yes I will definitely do it again um maybe Europe or something like that or I have been thinking a lot about even another estate but I don't know uh, next one. There's a chance I might st- study in Quebec in four years. I've never especially wanted to go there. Do you think it's worth it? I guess it is for the cultural aspect, the discoveries, the people. I don't know. I think it's worth it. Yes, I've never been to Quebec, so I cannot like personally say like, oh my God, like specifically go to this place or don't go to this place because I've never been there. But I think it's a very good opportunity to meet new people, to meet new cultures, to explore, to just experience what it's like to live in another place. So yeah, definitely worth it. Definitely give it give it a chance. If you don't like it, like the worst thing that can happen is that you go back to where you were, which is okay, more than okay. Um, so yeah, definitely give it a try. Um next one what are the cultural aspects of america that really left you speechless okay let me think about it for a little bit but um people are very cold in here like very very cold so i remember when i was in high school when we were about to go home after a long day at school i would literally hug my friends so hard and give them a kiss on the cheek and be like see you tomorrow I love you so much you're my best friend whatever and then when I will go home I will literally call them or text them like I was always very friendly with them and like everyone in there is like that like everyone in my school were like that we were always like a big family around and here it was not like that like not at all it was not what I expected to be I even when I went to high school and I will see everyone saying bye um, after taking like before taking the school bus they would just be like bye with their hand and just 
go home and like go to their boss and I was just in shock I was like what is going on people don't give themselves kisses because in Colombia it's so common like you just give a kiss on the cheek to pretty much everyone even if you don't know them like if you're going to meet someone up you're gonna give them a kiss on the cheek and it was so weird for me to see that nobody here does that also everyone just lives their own life at their own home so if you go to Colombia you will see a lot of people outside of their house playing like kids playing with balls with other kids um, different neighbors just talking to each other having like barbecues um I don't know, doing stuff together as a family, as a neighborhood. I don't know. But in here, you go outside and there's literally nobody. Nobody. It just feels like you're living by yourself in the whole neighborhood. It just feels very lonely. I think that's that's the thing that really, like, that's the thing that made me struggle the most in the beginning when I came here. I just feel super lonely because everyone is cold and everyone is in their own head in their own house and it's just it was just very weird because I I, I don't see that very often in Colombia everyone is just around all the time we go to the cinema together with my friends with my family we we spend time outside and here is literally not the same at all um, are there any very noticeable differences between the two people? Yeah, like I told you, everyone is just very cold. And in Colombia, you feel very warmth whenever you go. So I think that, yeah, I think it's that. Before you move, what was your English level? Okay, so I learned English when I was in Colombia when I was a little kid when I was four years old I'm very very great grateful that my mom made me go to a bilingual school so ever since I was a kid and I was four years old they would teach me to say the word rojo and also red like they will teach me both languages at the same time when I was in a school and also I had uh, like all throughout my school years, I had uh, social studies and science, biology, religion, no, not religion, um, physics, chemistry, all of that was in English, math, all of that was in English. And I had another, which was just English class. So we were able to learn English better that way because we will learn how to do math in English, which is it isn't like very different, but there's some differences like how you divide is like completely different from Colombia to the American version and also say things, say different things in different languages. So like in English, like chemistry and physics and stuff like that. So we will have to talk in English with the teacher and with each other. So my English wasn't like the best, but it was okay. Like it was very average, but I wouldn't talk to anybody. When I first came to the US, I'll be like super silent because I was very embarrassed about how I talk and my accent. And I was very nervous and scared to say something wrong. And people will laugh at me. But with time, I just kept 
practicing and talking in English and it just became so much easier. And I think the best way to learn if you're trying to learn more English is to practice and talk to people and see movies in English. When I was a kid also, I used to listen to One Direction and like lots of like American or British or English speaking artists. Is that how you say it? Like singers. Um, and I will watch different TV shows and movies in English. So it became easier. But I think the main thing is to talk to other people and really practice. And what happened was that when I was in New York, like at school here in the, in high school, I didn't talk much because I was embarrassed and I didn't even have any many friends. So I wouldn't talk at all. But when I went to New York for treatment and I had to stay there for four months, I was literally surrounded by people that only, only speak English. So I will speak English like 24-7. And I think that was when my English improved. I think it's better. I don't know. Like I can't really say that it's better, but you guys have been telling me that it's better. So I believe you guys, but at the same time, I'm still, I still get very embarrassed about talk, embarrassed about talking in English sometimes, and I just get super overwhelmed, and I have to repeat myself and like check with myself because I'm scared I will say something wrong, and it's just super hard. But yeah. Next question: How did you best learn to be fluent in English? Trying to improve my Spanish. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have heard from American people that Spanish is actually super hard to learn. I don't know. I wouldn't know. But the reason why is because there's a lot of different countries that say things in a different way and it's very hard. Like we do say different words that are not even in the dictionary. So it's like, okay, for example, the word chévere. Chévere or chévere is like a Venezuelan word. And it's another way to say like nice, like cool. Um, another one like bacano. Like you can say the same word in different ways. So I think it's a little bit hard. But with that being said, I will highly recommend again to see a lot of movies. Like learn different songs in Spanish. Talk to other people. Uh, practice your Spanish as much as possible. Um, talk in Spanish, try to talk to yourself in Spanish. That's what I do now with my English too. Like I talk to myself. I don't know if this is weird, but I talk to myself quite a lot. And now I do it in English. Like I just talk to myself in English, like if English was my first language, but it helps. I don't know. So yeah, that would be like my advice. Watch a lot of movies, talk to other people, just practice, 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 listening to others. The best thing that you can do is practice and listen to other people that are natives, like the ones that are, their first language is Spanish and learn from them. Uh, next one. What were the biggest culture shocks after moving to the U.S.? I think that I already told you that. Another one that I just remembered is that whenever they do a party here, you have to bring your own food. And it's just so weird for me. It's so, so weird. It's like, I cannot believe this. Si hablas español, te quiero decir como lo dicen acá. Aquí te dicen, es, es una broma que mi tía hizo una vez y dijo... 
es una fiesta de traje y ustedes saben que traje es como un suit, como, un, como una prenda de ropa. Y nos reímos, pero al mismo tiempo no entendíamos bien la, la broma hasta que el mitia nos explicó que es de traje, de traer, de traer la comida a la fiesta porque uno trae su propia comida y le ofrece a los demás. En Colombia no es así, en Colombia la persona que invita a la casa, la persona que hizo la fiesta y que invitó a los otros a la fiesta es la que hace toda la comida y ofrece la comida a los invitados. Now in English, I'm going to talk to you about what I just said, which is that in Colombia, the person that invites you to the party is the one giving away the food and giving the food to the people that he or she invited. You know what I mean? Like if you are invited to a party, you expect for the person that invited you to have food in there and to offer that food to you. And you don't have to worry about like bringing any food because that's not a thing. So whenever I will go to, I don't know, my uncle's house in Colombia, we will know that it was like, okay, um, what's for lunch? Like, what is he going to make for lunch? And here is so different. And you have to actually ask, like, what do you want me to bring? And everyone that it's invited brings something different. So it's kind of weird. Like you, everyone shares, but it's weird. Also, different holidays that they have in here, like Thanksgiving. We don't have Thanksgiving in Colombia. So it was very weird for me to see that for one night, everyone just sits around a table and eat from there like a buffet because again in Colombia the person that invites you to the party or to the reunion or to whatever is the one serving you also the plate and the plate and calling you like my uncle or my grandma will serve us the plate I'll be like and, and will call us to eat and we didn't have to pick anything they will just pick it pick it for us so it was very weird So that's something. How did you approach learning a new language? Was it intimidating? Um, I want to add in here that when I was in high school, I had a very good teacher. She was a lit te teacher. She was the best teacher ever in my whole life, the teacher that I have appreciated the most. She actually helped me more than anything With my mental health also, she visited me at the hospital for many, many times. And when I had to leave my aunt's house and live in a ho hotel, she will meet up with me at Publix, which is like a store in here, a grocery store that has like tables. And she will bring me all my school work because I wasn't able to go to school because my hotel was very far from school and they didn't have bus buses from for there and we didn't have a car. So she would meet us at Publix and she was just very nice. She helped me a lot. They have like different classes here for the people that speak Spanish and that need some support in learning English and different teachers that help you in the classes like If you go to a history class, there's like the main teacher that just teaches history and like talks 
just in English and then there's another teacher that helps the people that need it that are from another country not only Colombia but different countries like I've, I've met a lot of different people that were from another countries like Brazil like Guatemala stuff like that so yeah do you think moving to America brought on your eating disorder no I came here with it <laughs> I brought it here. I was the one bringing the disorder here because it all started when I was in high school in Colombia on my 10th grade. That's when everything started. And do I think that I would be better if I wouldn't have stayed in Colombia? I don't know. I have no idea and I don't think anybody knows and I don't think it's helpful like to think about that because I have think about it like trust me I have think about it I have cried and say to myself like why did I come here I would have been so much better in there I would have a boyfriend and friends and I wouldn't be struggling with an eating disorder but in reality like I will still be the same you know what I mean like I will still be Daniela the perfectionist and um, super organized and uh, strict and rigid Daniela like that doesn't change a thing I will when I was in 10th grade I actually um, wanted to be alone all the time and I started to not see my friends I was that's when everything started and I at the end of the year when I was in a school in Colombia I wasn't talking a lot with my friends because I was very focused on my body and my weight and stuff like that and I was just very scared and saying no to every invitation that they will invite me to because I was super scared of food and they were trying to help me but I wouldn't be super motivated to do anything so I was the one with the problem and I think that if I would have stayed there it would be more of the same like I don't blame the US for that I I still blame myself quite a lot so yeah different food cuisine things you were used to and if you're still continuing to do them after moving with the food, with the cuisine, mm, yeah. So I love arepas. Arepas are like my favorite food from Colombia. You guys know Japanese potato is my favorite food. But in Colombia, we don't have Japanese potato. So I'm very grateful that I moved here because now I have my Japanese potato. Okay, so in Colombia, arepas, they're the best food. And I used to have them for breakfast all the time. But the reason why was because I was able to buy them at the store. And they will have like different different arepas. They will have like corn arepas, white corn, yellow corn, um, filled with cheese, with no cheese. Like they were all different. Yuca arepas. Oh my God. They were so good. I miss them so much. And here they don't have that. So I stopped having arepas because of course I cannot have them. Um, in Colombia, we are not really used to eat oatmeal like you guys eat oatmeal, like porridge. Is that how you say it in Europe? Okay, so in Colombia, we don't eat it like thick. We eat it like a milkshake, kind of. So my mom used to make the avena. Avena is oatmeal in Spanish. 
avena colada. So, so she will do, she will cook it and then she will put milk and then she will blend it. And then she will put ice and put it on the refrigerator. And it was more like a drink. That was how I used to see oatmeal until I moved here and I started seeing people online making it like protein oatmeal and stuff like that and very thick. And with peanut butter, we don't really eat peanut butter in Colombia either. And I started having it and it was like so delicious. So I started to have that. But my main breakfast was always arepas with eggs. And in here, I don't really eat either for breakfast because I'm a very sweet person. So I like oatmeal or pancakes or crepes or baked oats or Japanese potato yogurt bowls. But in Colombia, that's literally not a thing at all. Like if you go to Colombia, my grandma will be having an arepa with scrambled eggs or like, you know what they have in Colombia that I really miss? Is that you actually go to the bakery in the morning. You don't go by car. You go walking. So I used to be on my PJs at 8 a.m. in the morning. And my mom will call me and tell me to go and bring some bread. And I will go to the bakery. And the bread was literally fresh out of the oven. Smelling so good. And it was warm. And we would go with my brother walking, of course. It was not very far and we'll walk like 10 minutes, no, less, like five minutes from my house. And then we will buy the warm bread and it was so good. We will get home and my mom had like hot chocolate already made and we will dip the bread on the hot chocolate. That was like my breakfast every single day. Hot chocolate, bread, some scrambled eggs, some fruit and some juice. My mom was a very heavy breakfast person and she will give us a lot for breakfast also in Colombia is so different because we have our main meal is lunch that's our main meal and we have a lot for lunch and we will cook a lot for lunch so that we will have leftovers for dinner and we will have something lighter for dinner maybe the same as lunch just in a smaller portion or whatever we will have at in the freezer, in the fridge, will be like bread with turkey and cheese, like a sandwich and maybe a coffee or a juice or some Coke. But we don't cook. <laughs> like we don't cook big meals for dinner. Dinner is like a smaller meal, which is so different here in America. Here in the US, for lunch, I will see a lot of people, a lot of kids at school having like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or like crackers like snacks like lunch in here is like a snack plate or different snacks together and then dinner is the main meal and it's like the biggest meal which is so different from what I'm used to so I I don't know I usually have it like that from when I was in Colombia like I have my main meal for lunch still because I don't I don't know. I don't like to cook at night. So I still do that. But other than that, nothing else. I still miss all the snacks that I used to have in Colombia because they're very different in here. But yeah, we, we do what we can with what we have. Um, what cliches of the US you knew of did you find to be true or false? Mm, okay, something that I didn't know was that 
in high school or I think in every school, your lunch time is just one. You just get one lunch time. It's one hour. You literally have to stay at the lunch table for the whole hour. Like you don't get to go outside and play games or play with the ball or walk around. Like you're locked in a room, a big room, um, the cafeteria, and you have to sit there for the entire hour. I was shocked. In Colombia, we have two rest times. The first one is about 45 minutes. And it's about like at 9, 10, 11 a.m. That's when you have your snack, your first snack. And you can go to pretty much everywhere uh, at your school. So I would, I don't know, finish homework or some days I'll go for a walk or some days I will play with the ball with my friends, play some soccer, talk to my friends, sit around with my friends, talk and eat. We would do different things. And in here, it's just like you feel like a prison, prisoner. Is that how you say prisoner? I don't know. You feel like you're in jail or something. I didn't know that. And that sucks. Um, and then for the second lunch period, it's like about an hour or a little bit more than that. And we get to go to the cafeteria, eat. And then when we're done, we get to go outside and play around with, again, with our friends, play some soccer, get ready, finish homework, do whatever we want. And in here, you just feel like you're in jail and it just really sucks. The next one is that people do really be doing groups at school. Like they were groups of people and I wasn't fitting in any group. So I was by myself pretty much all day. There is like the popular girls. Yes, there, there are popular girls. And then there's a group of girls that are from Mexico or from Guatemala I was the only Colombian, unfortunately, so I was by myself. I don't really know what else. You need to be more specific with the question because I, I feel like I can't remember a lot of things. Did you make friends when you arrived? This is a very short answer. No, none at all. Have you ever thought about applying, joining a meetup app? I have, but I get very scared about meeting up with strangers because I have seen a lot of bad stories of crime and sex traffic and stuff like that and I just get very scared about that I don't know I don't know I don't know I have tried it in the past but I just I'm not comfortable meeting up with someone why has it been difficult for you to make new relationships and friends well the culture I am different than others um I don't know I Americans are different than what I expect them to be. So I'm, I'm going to give you an example. I would meet someone at Starbucks and I will say like, hi, what's up? How are you? And they will say, good. And then look to the other side. And that will be like the end of our conversation. If I were to be in Colombia, you will be like, hi how are you and they will be like good and you how's your day so they will respond with also another question to keep the conversation going instead of being super closed and I don't know maybe I take it personal but it's just I don't feel comfortable like 
keeping up with the conversation if I see that the other person doesn't have an interest in knowing me in meeting me so maybe it's me I don't know give uh, you guys will give me your opinions on that but it's just how I feel um what was the hardest part when loving when moving to the states or anywhere living my family I didn't appreciate my family as much until now uh, that I don't have them close to my close to me and when my uncle came last 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 weekend I kind of realized how much I love them and I need them to be by my side because they distract me so much and family is everything and I I'm going to cry because I really miss them. I miss my grandma and I miss my family. They're the best and I miss meeting up with them and going to their house and just being around them. It's, it was just the best and I just miss that very much. What food did you love when you moved to the U.S.? Sweet potatoes, of course, they don't have that in there. And also like berries in general, we don't eat that much. Raspberries because they're very expensive there. So raspberries and blueberries and blackberries. Those are very good in here. The variety, the variety, oh my God, I hate that word. The variety of apples and pears and like different names, like Honeycrisp, Gala Apple, uh, Pink Lady. They just have like different names and they all taste different. Um, but yeah, do you feel yourself lonely sometimes? Um, yes, I do feel lonely a lot. But I, you know what, like I've been learning to be more with myself and be my own best friend. And I actually love spending time with myself now. I just do whatever I want. I literally do whatever I want. Like, yes, I'm telling you, I miss my family and I miss spending time with them. But I also appreciate the time that I'm by myself sometimes. And I get to do whatever I want, literally whatever I want. Uh, did you want to move at first? Yes, it was my dream. I really wanted to be an actress. So that was the main reason why I wanted to move because I know in the US it's easier and it's actually better to be an actress in here. So yeah, what was some something that took a while to get adjusted, adjusted while first moving to a new place? Again, the culture and just being very lonely by yourself all the time. Also in here, you don't get to walk that much to places. It's not very possible to take a bus like in Colombia or a taxi. You have to actually drive. So that was a thing like we you have to have a car to be able to like go to the cinema or to meet up with someone. So that was a little hard when I was um, just arriving here to not be able to go anywhere without my parents driving me. So yeah, um, what do you miss about Colombia? My family. Intentions for moving here. Again, my biggest intention was to move on with my career. With being an actress, I wanted to graduate here in high school and find new opportunities and also open new spaces and environments and horizons to my future family. So that was the main reason. Um, did you feel that you were losing a part of you? No, I, I, I was tired of living. My family and I were tired of living in Colombia, we just felt like we needed a little change in environment, in places, in jobs, in all of that. So, yeah, I think that we did what we had to do. 
Okay, guys, I think that's gonna be all for today. Actually, this episode, I didn't think it was going to be that long, but it is very, very long. And sorry about that. But I think that's gonna be all for today. My brother just arrived. I think you could listen the garage opening. So I think I'm gonna go downstairs and say hi to him. He's been working literally all day. So. I'm gonna meet up with him and be with my family for a little bit and see what's going on. But thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. It was just a little insight on my life and my opinions about moving to a new city, new state, new country, whatever you might be thinking about. And let me know if you have any more questions. I can definitely do another episode if you want me to. But that's gonna be all. I'll see you guys next Friday. I love you.